He says, the world, the world is judged by its majority. And the individual, and the individual is judged by his role, by his majority. adding on over here is the following. How does Chosh Baruch judge humanity? What God looks for in this world is, is there more good than evil? As long as there's more good than evil in this world, God sustains the world. As if there's Chashon more evil than good, Chosh Baruch destroys the world. Same thing with me, with the individual. What is God looking for for me? God is looking for me to see, is there more good than evil? As long as that is true, Chosh Baruch will sustain me. And he says the following, therefore, Asa mitzvah achos, Ashrav Sheikh Rias Atzmo Veskala Olam Lukaf Sechus. So also, Shimon Allah says that's something amazing. See, up beforehand, the Gemara was talking about the idea that a person should always view his scales as being in a state of being equal. Therefore, whatever I do, mitzvah or tilts the scales in one way or another. Shimon Allah adds in something more. It's not just my scales that are equal, it's the earth's scales that are equal. Therefore, what Shimon say, whatever I do doesn't just impact me, but rather what I do also does what? impacts the world. So Shimon is taking this one step further. Shimon says, the first approach is good, but only to understand me. I have to understand my actions don't just impact me. Whatever I do and however my scales are tilted, my scales influence global scales. Therefore, asa mitzvah achas, if I did one mitzvah, ashrav, I'm praised. Why? Shechriyas asmo veskala olam makafsechus. Because it was an amazing Gemara. Because if I go ahead and I do a mitzvah, not only do I tilt my personal scales, but what? I tilt the scales of the entire world. If I went ahead and I violated one Avera, so Ayla, woe to me, Shechriyas Atzmov has called her Olam Makaf Suchos. But I say, what's happened? I've gone ahead and I've tilted my scales and the scales of the entire world. Lakaf Chova, ultimately again for iniquity. Shene Emar, because ultimately, did I skip? Okay, so, okay, fine. Okay, so, okay, fine. Okay, so, okay, echad. Because of one sin that a person commits, he could cause himself and the entire world to lose out on good. Because we'll say, you should know, if these Gemaras sound familiar, it's because the Rambam in Hilchos Tshuva pretty much quotes the Rambam. So these, these are some of the most important sugyas in Hilchos Tshuva. What Rabbi Shimon Allah is trying to convey to us is an incredible yisod, which is that often, you know, there are many different there are many different psychological underpinnings or reasons for why we sin. Because sin on an intellectual level does not make sense. There are many reasons why we sin. One of the primary reasons, according to the Ram, is because we think that our actions don't matter. We think that our actions don't really matter. What is one action going to do to me? What is one action going to do to the world? What Shimon Allah is coming to say is, our actions matter greatly. And in fact, what we do has an impact on who we are, and what we do has a global impact as well. Every single thing I do, big or small, positive and negative, tilts not only my scales, this ties into what we learned from that even the small things matter, not just for me, but they have a universal, a global impact as well, an incredible Gemara. So we'll say, what, that's, what Shimon is saying is that, you know, even if I say for myself, you know, I don't care, I don't care, you know, I don't, for, for me, it's fine, I'll live with the fallout of my actions. Why would I want to adversely impact my family, who will be impacted by my actions because they're part of this world, my friends, my people, the universe? Why, why would I want to negatively impact my fellow members of mankind through my actions? Rabbi Shemiyakam, Rabbi Shemiyakai says, 
Afilu tzadik gomer kol yomov. What's another amazing tshuva gimar? Shemir Yochai says, even if a person is a tzadik all of his days, umarad ba'acharona, and he rebelled against HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the end of his days, ibei desharishonos, he lost all of his mitzvos. Shene emar, sidkas ha-tzadik lo ta'atzilu b'yom pisho. The righteousness of the tzadik will not save him on the day of his, of the day of his iniquity, on the day of his rebellion. So it's an incredible yisod. A person lives as a tzaddik his whole life, but at the end of his life he rebels against Chalash Baruch he loses all of his zechuyos. Conversely, even if a person was a Russia their whole life, and they did shuvah at the end of their life, we don't remind him of his evil ways at all. In other words, that if a person does tshuva, even at the very end of his life, he has the ability to erase all of his averus and to become about tshuva. The, the evil of the rasha, the evilness of the rasha, he will not be a stumbling block for him on the day that he returns, on the day that he repents from his wickedness. In other words, so if you do tshuva, that erases everything. So says the Gemara, the Gemara is very bothered by the case of the Tzaddik. Now, the case of the Rasha, a person is a Rasha their whole life and does Shuvah at the end of their life, that they then become a, that they could then become a Tzaddik. Okay, that's great. We accept that. That's about Shuvah. What's more bothersome is the first case, that a person could be a Tzaddik his whole life and then what? He rebels against Cheshbarach at the end of his life, then what? He loses out on all of the good. So, the Yimar says, how could that be? Why don't at least you make him like half and half, right? <laughs> why don't you make him half and half? Why should he lose? Usually, why should he lose out on all of the good? To which, excuse me, to which the Yimar says, Amrish Lakish, Bitoha, Al Rishonos. What's the case? The case over here is Rashi says, Bitoha, Mescharit Akalatavo Shasa. The case over here, I will say, is not simply that Tzadik is sinning at the end of his life, but rather what? He regrets, he actively regrets all of the good that he did. So if a tzaddik, if a person was a tzaddik, active sins, rebels, and actively regrets all of the good that he did, the Rebbein Shalom says, well, if you regret it, then ultimately, again, unfortunately, I'm going to take it all back from you. It's incredible, Gimara. So let's begin the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, It was a beautiful Gimara, beautiful Mishnah. Whoever has Mikra, Chumish, Mishnah, Mishnah Vosei usually refers to halacha, right? Mishnah, actually Mishnah, Gemara, halacha. So whoever learns Chumash, whoever learns halacha, ube derech and a person ultimately, again, is proficient in midos tovos, in positive character traits as well, lo b'mehera hu will not sin quickly. Shene emar, v'achut ha-meshulosh lo b'mehera yinote. The three-ply cord will not unfold quickly. Your Vosei is an incredible use of What is he saying over here? You have to learn Torah. Right, Mishnah means, but it's not just enough to learn. You have to know how to apply it. You have to know halacha, and you have to know how to be a mensch. Derech you have to know how to interact. But say derech by the way, we're going to see means a couple of things. Derech means, derech means that a person has proper midos, but it also means that a person is a contributing member of society. You have to do something for the greater good of mankind. On the other hand, on the other hand, if a person doesn't learn Chumash, doesn't learn Halacha, and is not involved in Derech Haaretz, A, doesn't have proper Midas, proper personal interpersonal conduct, conduct, and doesn't do anything to contribute to humanity, it's like he's not even part of mankind. Says the Gemara, Am Lama To what are the righteous compared to in this world? Le'ilan shekula omid b'makom tara. 
benofet notet lemakom tumah. So we'll say, so remember specifically what Jabalot Rebbe Tzadik is referring to over here is the following. Look at Rashi. Rashi is lemat tzadik tzadikim domen ba'olum azeh. It's about uh, five lines down where Rashi gets short on the top. Now what we'll see, Rabbi Zerotel is specifically referring to is what? Is Yisurim. Tzadikim suffer. So what is the suffering of the righteous? What the suffering of the righteous in this world? What is it compared to? What is it compared to? So he says, It's like a tree whose trunk is sitting in a place of purity. But the branches extend into an impure space. Niksas nofo. When you cut off the branches... Kula omid b'makom tara. Ultimately, the tree stands in a pure place. So, once I understand the nimshal, the nimshal is that sadikim they're rooted b'makom tara, but the branches in this world extend into the makom tumah. So, what does the Chodesh Baruch do? The Rebbeinu Shalom in this world cuts off the branches, and when he cuts off, I mean that's the that's the suffering. When he cuts off the branches, the trunk is still solid and ultimately firmly embedded in tara, impurity. So too God goes in and brings suffering upon the righteous in this world. In order that they will be inherit, able to inherit the world to come. Your beginning will be suffering. Your beginning will be suffering. Your beginning will be difficult. But at the end, you will rejoice greatly. So that idea is, Kodesh Baruch sometimes prunes the branches in this world. But in order that the trunk is strong and embedded entire in the world to come. To what can the can the wicked be compared to in this world? Like a tree that is totally standing in a place of tumor. But the branches ultimately extend a little bit in tara. So, in other words, so the, the rasha is firmly embedded in tara, in tumor. But the branch yeah, some good. The branches extend ultimately into a makom tara. When you cut up the branches. The entire trunk will be sitting ultimately again in the place of Tumah. What does God do? God showers blessing upon the wicked in this world. In order in the world to come to punish them and ultimately to relegate them to a lower standing of Gehenna. There are some times that a person has a good life, a Derech Yasher in this world, but at the end, it'll be the pathway of death. So we'll say, ultimately, again, the Ribbon Shalom in this world, the nature of life in this world is the pruning of the branches. For the tzaddikim, the pruning of the branches represents Yisurim suffering in this world. But because the branches are pruned in this world, ultimately the trunk remains suddenly embedded for an eternity in Olam Haba. And for the wicked, the pruning of the branches represents, again, the giving of schar, the giving of reward in this world. But after the schar is given and the branches are pruned, ultimately, again, the trunk, unfortunately, remains embedded in Gehenna. So Tarfon and the elders were reclining. They were sitting together in the upper chamber in Beis Nisze and Lod. So we'll say, listen to the following shayla that came up before them. Talmud Godol or Maisa Godol? What's, great, what's greater? Learning Torah or doing good deeds? Right? What's, it's a fundamental shayla. Right? What's, what's greater? So now no, Rabbi Tarfon, or Maise Gadol, Rabbi Tarfon said, good deeds are most important. Rabbi Akiva Amr, Talmud Gadol. Rabbi Akiva said, no, learning is greater. Na'anu kulam ba'amru. So all the rabbis waited and they finally decided, Talmud Gadol, 
Learning is greater than action. Why? Because it is learning that ultimately leads one to action. So I will say, in- interestingly enough, Wow. Oh, man. It's an aggressive ringtone. I was saying, it doesn't matter. That's the style. Okay. So, so remember, so amazingly enough, they say, great learning is greater. Why? Because learning brings one to action. Now, I will say, now, essentially, what's amazing about this Gemara is the following, which is that, really, at the end of the day, everyone's agreeing that action is actually greater. Action is actually greater than learning. Just the difference is that Lamaisa, again, what the Gemara is suggesting is that you can't really engage in real action without learning beforehand. At, without, without Torah, without Torah, person that also, this, this is my Simichal Yom, people think they're doing nice things, but what's guiding, what's, what's your, what's, what's guiding your good in life? Meaning, what's your, what's your barometer for what is good or what's not good? So if a person is left to their own devices to decide what's chesed, what's not chesed, people get themselves into all kinds of trouble. A person has to have Torah in order ultimately to know what to do that's good and what not to do in life. Look at Tosa suggests a moment. Tosa says something very interesting. It's that it's Tosa, the Tad Tosa's Talmud, Talmud so it's the last uh, eight lines of Tosos. Kilomar, Lemigmar, this is Tosos' conclusion. Lemigmar Lididei Vadai Maisa Odif. Avala Agmuri Achrina Vadai Odif Tfei Mimasa. It's actually amazing. Tosos suggests that if it's a choice between your own personal learning and actions and doing good deeds, you should do good deeds. But if a difference between teaching others Torah and doing good deeds, teaching others Torah is certainly more important than doing good deeds. Does it make sense? Because when you teach other people Torah, what are you doing? You're enabling others ultimately to do good as well. So it's incredible, you said that if I have a choice between de- doing good deeds, personal deeds, and enabling others to be able to perform good deeds, enabling others is a higher level than my own personal deeds. He goes on, he says, says, if a person comes to ask the Shaila, person doesn't know enough Torah, or a lot of Torah, and his question is, should I set aside time to learn, or should I engage in my Sintovim? Omrim lo lamut We tell him, sit down and learn. Why? said, this is an incredible Yisod. Lefi she'ein am ha'aretz chasid. Because you can't be a pious Amaretz. A person can't be a pious, ignorant person for one simple reason. If I'm ignorant in Judaism, I don't know what to do. If I don't know what to do, piety is impossible. Piety is the result of informed, dynamic activity. But if I don't have Torah in my life, then at the end, I'm an Amaretz. Then again, I could be a good person. Obviously, Baruch who looks at each person on their level. But I can't be a chaser. I can't be pious without Torah. So again, what comes out bottom line from, the, from this sugya is, if I haven't yet learned... I should focus on my learning, and the learning will lead me to Ma'asim Tovim. If I've already learned, 
then I should go ahead and focus on my Sintofim. If, however, again, I have the ability to teach others Torah, so teaching others Torah versus engaging in my Sintofim, teaching others Torah comes, comes first. Why? Ultimately, because it's enabling the growth of others. Tanya. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Gadol Talmud, Shekadom Lechala Arbaim Shalom Lechumas, Lama Yisrael, Chambi Sheva Arba, Ulu Shemitim Shishem Achos, Leodos Meir B'Shalosh. So Rabbi Yossi says, you see that Torah learning is greater than actions. Why? Because we were given the command to learn Torah, more than 41 years before the obligation of Harvash Shaschala, or for, for 54 years before Shumas and Maestros, for Shemitah 61 years, and for Yovel 103 years. The idea over here is that the obligation to learn preceded, preceded all of these other actional mitzvot. So the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says, but Yovel actually was 104 years before we were commanded Yovel Kasavar, Yovel Metchilasahu Meshamit. Because it was Rabbi Yossi's of the opinion that Yovel actually kicks in at the, the, the obligations or restrictions of Yovel, really obligations of Yovel, kick in on the beginning of the year. Therefore, it was 103 years until the beginning of the first Yovel. And the same way that it's important to learn prior to engaging in Maisim Tovim, Kachdino Kodim Lamaisa. So Tzrevel say, after 120, when it comes to divine judgment, the first thing we are judged about is did we learn enough or not? And then we're judged for that even before we're judged for a Maisim Tovim. Kedrav Hamluna, Tzrevel Hamluna, Ein Tchilas Dino Shel Adam, Ela Al Divrei Torah. Kedrav Hamluna said, after 120, the first din, the first thing I'm judged about in Shamaim is did I learn enough Torah? Shnei Emar Potim Mayim Reish Poter Mayim Reishis Madon Ukashim Shedino Kodim Lamaisa Kach Schalo Kodim Lamaisa And the same way that judgment for Talmud Torah comes before judgment for actions, so too the reward for Talmud Torah comes before the reward for actions. Shnei Emar Vayitein Lahem Artsos Goyim VaAmalu Umakolish Baruch Hu Give Us the Land of the Nations, the Effort of the Nations. Yeshu Ba'avor Yishmeru Chukav. Because ultimately, again, we guarded his statutes and we guarded his Torah. So as I saw, again, you see over here the importance of Talmud Torah, this idea of you can't truly be pious in life without Torah. Very simple idea, because how do I know what piety is if I don't have Torah? So number one, person first has to learn, then engage in Mass and Tovim. And again, after 120, the first question Zakhadish Baruch asks me is about my Talmud Torah, the first reward that's given given as Talmud Torah, and unfortunately, the first measure of punishment is also Talmud Torah. I'll just point out over here, if you take a look, if you take a look, um, I'll just point out, Tosas um, actually brings down over here, we're just going to do it outside, but Tosas quotes the Gemara Meseches Brachas, in Meseches Shabbos, excuse me, that says that after 120, when a person is brought in for din, they're asked three different questions. Uh, about what they did with their life. And interestingly enough, the first question that they're actually asked, Tosas brings down, is, Did you deal honestly in your business dealings? Which I will say, by the way, just as an aside, based on the Silas Yisharim Shir, we have a new understanding of what that means. When the Rebbe Shalom asks me, was I honest in business? Did I go ahead and, and conduct myself honestly? So you know what that means. It's not just was I honest in business. What it means is, did I conduct business honestly means the heavy memait be'esek. Did I spend all of my time in the office or did I leave time for spirituality as well? Because you could cheat two ways in business. You could cheat the person who you're doing business with, but I could also cheat the Rebbe Shalom in business. How do I cheat the Rebbe Shalom in business? 
So if I take all of my time for business and leave none of that for him, I'm cheating the Ribbon Olam. So the half person has to be honest in business with the other and also has to be honest in business with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If all the time is taken up by my Parnasa and none of it is left for my Ruch Nios, I might be honest with the people, the other human beings with whom I conduct business, but I'm not honest with the Ribbon Olam. So it says, tells us, aye, that's the first question. Actually, look, just look at it. So Tosa says, even though that's the first question that's asked, when it comes to actual din, when it comes to actual judgment, the first thing we are actually judged about is, did we learn enough Torah or not? Back to the Gemara Bosayim. Says the Gemara. Um, last two lines. Remember, the Mishnah made a, a very dramatic statement. The Mishnah says that whoever does not spend time learning Chumash, learning Halacha, and engaging in Derech Haaretz, engaging in good deeds, so such a person like that is Enomina Yishuv, is not considered to be a contributing member of mankind. So says the Gemara. Such a person cannot give edos. Now, what does that mean? Such a person cannot give edos. Remember, again, this is not a person who's engaging in averus, right? This is not a person who's doing terrible things. This is a person who's not learning and not doing any kind of mice and tovim. Says the Gemara, you can't, you're in a puzzle edos. Look at this one. Say to me, look at the last Rashi. Upasle edos. The chayvan she'enom in a yishuv ain't makpid alatzmo ve'en lo boshes ponen. So, also listen to this. The idea is that if you are not a contributing member of society in some way, shape, or form, then what? Then you have no self-respect. No self-respect. For example, the Gemara discusses that the Mesachik Pakovya, the professional gambler, is also not permitted to give edos. He's not permitted to give testimony. Why? Same idea. In order to go ahead and, in order to go ahead and be kashola edos, you have to be someone who contributes to the fabric of society in some way. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or, well, for sure not a lawyer. Right? But, you know, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love the lawyers. I love the lawyers. Thank you. So, you know, the, the idea also is that you don't have to be someone who has an active profession. A person could be a garbage man. A person could be whatever. The point is, do something that contributes to society. Do, pr- provide a service for humanity. If I'm not providing any service for humanity, then Lemaissa, again, that's not considered to be a self-respecting individual. If you're not a self-respecting individual, then the Gemara says, there's, actually the Gemara says, we're scared that you don't have integrity. If you don't have integrity, then you're not honest. If you're not honest, then you can't give ethos. That's why, again, the professional gambler who makes his money through taking other people's money, you're not contributing anything to society. So if you're not contributing, so you can't give ethos. The Gemara says over here, somebody who has no Torah and no Derecheres. Derecheres means... There's no Maisim Tovim. It doesn't mean that I'm not nice to people. It means uh, there's no Maisim Tovim. I'm not contributing anything to society. You're Pasola Eidos. Tan Rabbanon. Ha'ochel Bashuk. Somebody who eats in the marketplace. Harez Adomele Kelef. This is someone ultimately who is comparable to a dog. So this is actually quite dramatic as well. That somebody who eats in the marketplace, which is somebody who eats standing up. Standing up, walking around. Ultimately, again, is like a dog. And some say ultimately again that he's possible this. They both say, so no, it's not the kiddish. Right? So, so, I say, so, so the idea, he's talking about someone who's out in public walking around. I'm sorry? New York 
New York houses, right? The idea of is you're walking around in public in a confined area where the idea is that people are eating a simcha or a kiddush. That's not what the Gemara is referring to over here. But somebody who's out in the marketplace, the idea is that eating itself should be an act of kiddusha. And if a person is just walking around and eating, that's what a dog does. A dog takes a little here, a dog takes a little there. I'm sorry? In the new building, chairs. they'll be seating. They'll be seating. Every Shabbos will be a seated kiddush. <laughs> It's the halacha still codifies it today. Absolutely, this is a din. This is a din in. This is a din in kavod adam. You know, you know what it is. You ever see like when a person's running around and eating, the act of eating itself becomes like very, very fatumot. It's not kaddish. This idea is you're walking around, you're walking, you're talking, your mouth is full. This and that. All the, that's, that's that's not how a person eats. A person eats benachas. A person eats at least stationary, even if they're not actively sitting. But a person eats as an avoda. Person's running around and eating. That's like a kalev. So Rashi says over here, same idea. Rashi, it's the last few lines in Rashi. It's not. It's not pakavadik. It's not pakavadik. Person not makbid al So I'll say a person who has no problem just running around and eating. So ultimately, again, it's not makbid enough on his covet. Therefore, the Gemara says that he's pasalaidos. Tosis has. Tosis has a whole piece over here. So Tosis says, you just look at it quickly, there's so much to do and so little time. So Tosis says, if you skip down a little bit, in Tosis, it's two, four, six, eight lines down. Tosis says, it's a person who walks on the marketplace and what does he do? He grabs from the different food stalls and he eats. So, of course, he's possible to eat this if he's doing that. Why? He's a thief. Oh, he's a from thief. So, what does a from thief know? A from thief knows that you're only chayiv if you steal le- if you steal more than a shavar pruta. So what does he do? He takes the grape from over here. He takes the this from over here. It's like pachas and shavar pruta. You're not chayiv for that. So the gemara says inami shegazol davrishin makpid alav, or he steals something that ultimately again people are not makpid on. Listen to this. The Rosh this is an incredible idea. Kigon shaholech eitzah hamochrim v'toy mishal kula maat maat kilo rotze liknos mehem. So we'll say, listen to this. So the idea is, what does he do? He goes vendor to vendor. And i when you go to vendors, you can still see if you go to Machana Yehuda. You can just right? So what happens? So you, you, if, you, if you express interest, they'll give you the taste. So what's, wh- who are we talking about over here? The guy who has no interest in buying anything, but he's going to chaperain. What is he going to do? He's going to, essentially, he's going to have a full meal. I'm going to start off here. I'm going to end at the other side. And I'm going to taste a little bit from each vendor. And he pretends like he's interested in purchasing something. So he asks for a taste of it. That says Tosis, that says Domela Kaleb. That's like a dog. That's what a dog does. A dog sees a little bit of food over here, it takes it over here, a little bit of food over there, it takes it over here. So that's Domela Kaleb. Finally, Varabino Tamperish, the Ocha Bashuk Hanusha Ocha Suuda de Pas. This is one of the opinions that's codified in the Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Nutam says that this idea that a person who eats in the marketplace is like he's like a dog. That Rabbi Nutam says that's someone who eats a real meal just while walking around the public area. That's Domelikev. We'll say the idea being that if possible, a person should avoid eating in a way that's walking around the marketplace. This doesn't refer to a person's having a snack. Or a per- this is talking about Rabbi Nutam says a person eats a real meal while running all over the place. 
that's not right. That's Domele Kelev. So again, literally the Gemara says, the Apostle of Eidos. Amr Avidi Bar Avin Halacha Ki Yishomrim. The Halacha is like Yishomrim, that indeed somebody who eats in the Shulk, bless you, is like a Kelev. Darash Bar Kachra. We'll say amazing Gemara. Ragzon, top of Mem Aleph. Ragzon, lo alsa biyadra ele ragzenusa. Bless you, this is an amazing Gemara. If you're an angry individual, the only thing you will have left in life is your anger. I'll say an incredible episode. Why? Because if you're angry, if you're angry, ultimately you will lose everything. Because even your loved ones will get tired ultimately of being around you. So the mice at the end of the day, you'll lose your marriage, you'll lose your children, you'll lose your friends, you'll lose everything. And at the end of the day, you'll be left you and your anger. For a good person, Rabosai, he will be able one day to eat the fruits of his labors. Someone who doesn't learn any Torah and does not engage in any way in advancing the cause of humanity, doesn't contribute anything, better to take a nether, not to get Hanoa from such an individual. Better to distance myself from such a person. That he literally, again, as you say in Tehillim, that it is best. Ashrei Ish. Praiseworthy is the individual who does not sit in the company of scorners, of leitzim, of silly individuals. To which the Gemara says, Moshav al-Moshav leitzim. Such a person, such a person, I will say, doesn't learn and doesn't do anything to contribute to the greater good of humanity, even in some small way, is a let's and better to avoid that person's company. Hadrin Allah, Ha'isha Niknis. Mazel Tov Rabbi